Welcome to Spirited Reads, a podcast about the books we read, the books we want to read, and the way our lives are shaped by reading. We're your hosts, Madeline and Robert, and we want you to love what you read and read what you love. Your turn. Okay, yeah. so um, I'm very curious about your reaction to this, but one of my yay tropes is from For, enemies to lovers. I was going to try to say it at the same time because <laughs> I knew it was coming. Yes, so this is a good old Pride and Prejudice, Darcy and 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 Jane. I love I love a good enemies to lovers. Walter, this is how we lose the time war, or that's how you lose the time war. That's an enemies to lovers. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, yes. it is. I was actually about to be really mad, and then you mentioned that. Yes, oh, that's a very good point. Yes, it's a good point. Um, Six of Crows is another good. How enemies about a little lovers. Luke Skywalker, Mara Jade? are you don't 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 you bring the expanded universe into this house so that's that's timothy zahn i know right whatever this is one of the tropes that i feel like can get really dangerous really fast because it's too much of that like icky 50 shades of gray where it's like i'm gonna yes i'm gonna fix this person or he's abusive but it's okay because he's hot or he's brooding or whatever. It's it's a very there's a fine line with enemies to lovers, and I think that you can do it well, and I think that it can be enjoyable and fun, and then it can be really scary. So maybe be careful. Well, that's why I like it. You brought up uh, the the How to Lose the Time War, yeah. which is one of my favorite books. Period. Like I don't need mm-hmm. any more caveats yeah. than that. Um, and yeah, I think that's such a good example because it's like, like you were saying, you can't have. Like, you have this guy that's gross is usually the thing. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, but we'll get along. Even though he starts off being just an asshole. Right. Then he'll do, like, something romantic. And it's like, but it's okay now. But not an asshole to me. And it's like, oh, he's yeah. still gross, girl. You gotta he's, leave him. He's yeah. a bad guy. Yes. Um, or so, the whole, like, I'll, I'll kill anybody else who looks at you. It's like, no, that's not healthy. Uh, yeah, that's is, not healthy, mm. my dude. But, like, having yeah. them be on, like, they're literally different sides in a war. Like, yes. they're not necessarily any worse than the other one. Like, they're just... They are in conflict, mm-hmm. um, and that's why they don't like each other beyond. Yeah, not enemies because he's literally the worst person uh, that you could have chosen. He's super gross. Yeah, no, just enemies because, like you said, they're on opposite ends of like Pride and Prejudice. There is they're on opposite ends. And in Gilbert, yes, you know whatever they're they're opposites. Maybe we should say opposites to lovers. I don't know. Enemies to lovers has such a bad taste well i mean because it started in a it started in a good position yeah with, with jane austen yes. and ellen montgomery and then it just dissolved into twilight but what because even like i had told chase i was like oh i'm gonna put enemies to lovers on this list and he was that's stupid but when you point to some of these you did don't give me that face uh <laughs> there are some classic stories that have really good versions of enemies to lovers and i think it does get a really poopy rep but it can be done well and it can be done fun well so. And because it is almost always, and I would li- I'm sure there's examples out there, and I'd love to hear them, but it's almost always reasonable woman, asshole man. Yeah. And then asshole man uh, does two things that make him seem less asshole-ish, and it's yeah. like all forgiven. And Like maybe you need therapy yes, instead of anything else. Just... Yeah. I would like to read more more guys in this scenario that are like maybe starts off but again on the opposite side yeah. but aren't assholes. Yeah. Could we? Yeah. So that's my that's my second one that I like when done correctly. Right. Can I give a can I give a caveat? I, I like sure. it when it's done correctly. Oh, 
No, you must like each of these. Oh, tropes. I thought there was regardless. 100%. I only doesn't matter how read. trash this is done, how clumsily written. I would like. We'll call it. We'll call it the ancient secret is love caveat. <laughs> Great. Like the, oh, don't don't even. Yeah, no, I I agree completely. Okay, Walter. All right, yeah. so the one I have real mixed feelings about. Okay. Um, because I I do I do like it when it's done well, especially for and this there's going to be a couple side rants. So the trials of memory lapses, uh, amnesia, memory lapses mm. and amnesia. Hey, that was that was that was an honorable mention for me. Oh, great. Wait, yeah. wait, honorable yeah. mention, like or dislike? Usually dislike. Okay. So I have a very, uh, this is a drifting, but I have a very mixed emotions about world building in quotes. You know, mm-hmm. whenever they talk about, you got to have world building mm-hmm. and all of these things, especially in fantasy and sci-fi literature, people are like world building. And like, that's all you need. And after, if you have that, you don't need anything else. It's like, no, you need to show me the world in an interesting way while still having characters I give a shit about. Yeah. Right. You get all these like, especially sci-fi. So, so you like bad. You like good writing. I do. <laughs> I do like good writing. This is a, yeah. this is a bold a bold uh, statement I'm going to make. But I'm going to I take I take going to come down on the favor. I take of good a good writing. book over bad book any mm-hmm. old day. Um, Hot take. Yeah. But I Robert. love I love the character the tabula rasa character waking up and being like I don't know anything and then people have to be like well that's the quantum blah 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 that was, and we I'm have to explain say, it to you i'm just gonna say that was too many syllables for the second shark <laughs> i love one tabula rasa mm. well and that i mean that like leans into one of the ones i didn't really like was the miscommunication trope because i do not mind when as a reader i'm frustrated or like oh if only you knew this or if only you knew this i don't mind that for like 10 pages if i am through 95 percent of the book saying oh my gosh if only you knew this and that's what i feel like with the amnesia trope is like yes god if you only knew this one tiny thing, it would literally change your entire, like the plot could be over. Well, and I don't want, I never want you to, a character to have lost their memory mm-hmm. and to gain it back over the course of the thing. Because that leads to one of my least favorite parts of this trope where information is gotten in a narratively satisfying manner. Mm-hmm. Um, like you only remember things and then like the, the miscommunication, you'll remember the time that you fought with somebody. Yeah. And then later on, you'll remember that actually they were the good guy, but you thought they were bad. It's like, oh, fuck you, may, you, you made up five that years ago. Yeah. Why are you remembering these weird things chronologically yeah. reasonably? No, fuck, shut up. Stop <laughs> that. It makes me mad. I, if you're going to have the, the thing, make it a clone that just got decanted that doesn't yeah. know anything about yeah. anything or, or like, whatever. Like Walking Dead where he wakes up from the coma and the entire world is different. Right, like he has his yeah. memory, he just doesn't know what happened in the last yeah. six months. So yes. somebody has to be like, well, so we and need then a second the, show. whatever. Hmm? We need another show for that. Like, right. Oh. <laughs> the before, yes. But I, I just, and so it's a thing I love because I love good exposition. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where the best and the worst exposition happens. Yeah. Um, when they have to do these things, but it's like you get that character, but oh, I hate uh, don't don't lose your memory in a dumb way. Um, I, I like that's when hard. yeah, when there's a memory loss and it's like it's convenient to the other characters or the bad guys where it's like we're gonna try to hide things from you and deceive you. I do like that well enough sure. if it, if it's done well. But yeah, it's yeah. especially when it's so convenient. It's like, oh, you just remembered this right now when you had to open the secret yes. box to stop the world ending or whatever. Yes. Or again, yeah. the it's like you remember that this guy is bad. Yeah. And then later on, you're like, oh, no, they were good because yeah. I remembered the later thing. It's like, why are you remembering only this one? When it's really that's, that's one not of, how I remember. Th- I don't remember things in these like yeah. cute narrative chunks. Yes. 
that are like oh. only defined. That's like one okay. of my least favorite tropes is the characters who can't perform under pressure but shine exactly at the perfect hey, moment. Hey, wait, did you save already pick it for them your one? section? Sorry, okay, sorry. <laughs> no, <you laughs> that's an honorable <laughs> mention. <laughs> but the whole like shining when it counts thing is just uh, eye rolly for me. It's like, of course, she's that's like a. Mindy Kaling in the office where she's like, and then I'll say the exact same thing that you need at the exact right moment and sounding exactly perfectly smooth. <laughs> that's, yeah. like, that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I have to do. Right. So I'll tie in. I'll actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change up my word a little bit because I'm going to tie in to something that most of the time I, it will almost make me, I won't even get into the book. It's the dreams and visions trope. Oh, often Hate tied it. to often tied to first person narrative. That's one yeah. of mine. Often a chaotic start of the book, and you know what? I don't give a shit about a three eyed raven. <laughs> or just shot fired. Yep. I mean, and that's the thing. I am so torn because that is always what comes in my mind is the things I there's things I love mm-hmm. and hate about the whole Westeros mm. Song of Ice and Fire thing. I'm like, there's such a cool like lore, but man, there's some real just dumb. Just keep it away from me. What like, I really I hate care. is when there's like a cliffhanger at the end of a chapter and it's like, you know what? You're going to get the dream for the uh, sixth uh, time retold, but the, the text is italicized. But, so oh, you know, you okay, know you're on, getting into a dream. I'm going to write, I'm going to read you what I wrote down three weeks ago. Oh, great. Is when I start a book <laughs> and the first page or more is a dream sequence written in italics with lots of ellipses, it's hard for me to commit. Yes. Ah, so there we go. 100%. I just I just read this book that I didn't finish so. where it's like every other chapter there'd be this massive thing that happened. It's like the, someone blah 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 got stabbed, and then I was in a dream. And once again, the woman in black visited me when I was a yeah. child. And it's I, and I was like I don't, and I really hate it when the dream sequence changes just a little bit every time it's told. So you have to pay attention. But I don't want to pay and attention. I just want to skip the italics because it almost hurt, and then I, I, I stuck it out. But in the expanse, mm. it reaches out. It they, reaches they out. Do that. It reaches out. But again, yeah. but all of a sudden, you have to stick with it. And I was willing because of how much I love the first one. But when I got to those things, I was yep. like, "All right, okay, I'll let it." Ha- I mean, it's fine. Like and for I'm me, gonna- it worked. But for so many other things, especially because you know about me in first person stories, I'm like, I don't care. You don't like. First person novel? That's like half of books. Did you I know. not know this about I know. Robert? That is, is so mad. That is a weird so some thing. Of my, some of I my favorite. No Robert will so, open a book and be like, oh, there's an eye. Yep. Close it. Some of my favorite. Some, like the historian <laughs> is one of my favorite novels. Has uh, has a first person. But it's to me, it's like epistolatory. But like some of my favorite. I, Ooh, I do have some. You. Uh, yes. No, he, fancy words. Some of my favorite stories do have a first person element. But for the most part, a first person story, I am not a fan. No, that is weird. Yeah. I mean, um, oh, right on. The rambling, you like you like, the but. rambling. It, it, to me, it all. It, and maybe it's the it's the not reading enough of the good ones, um. Because I, I mean, especially since we've started this, there have been a few that I've now read that have been. I just feel that's better. So many books. Well, I and that's feel the thing. like so scared like, to recommend books to him sometimes. I'm like, oh, this is first person. Well, and that's fine because I can start it because like the historian has at least mm-hmm. one storyline as first person. Those freaking Cassandra Kavaks are amazing. The yes. like the the mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the hopefully it will become a trilogy, but the duology. And it but it's like I like a first person noir. Sure. You know? But a lot of times I would rather know what's going I'd rather get the story and the world laid out for me than a rambling account of what someone sees. Fair so enough? you would rather have a show not tell writing mechanic, right? Like a, no, a not- show me what's happening, don't tell me what's happening. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's yes. 
I understand that because I am reading that. Um, There's a to me, I prefer, and I guess I don't know. It doesn't. I guess this is this could be counterproductive, but like I, I like the cinematic view of storytelling. Sure. I like free. I li- I personally prefer this the, the world to be established before we start dealing with people's minds. So the deadly education one that I'm reading is first person, and I don't know the like the correct term for this, but it's first person, like past perspective. And so she's like, and then I did this, and then I did this. So yeah. it's it's everything. She's like, it's almost like you're reading her journal where she's writing, and then my day went like this, and I don't like that. I think my I think what? my oh what? okay. So one of my favorite. I love a good. Like, here's me recounting the story for the whole book, oh, yeah. Mm, okay, see, mm, I like that's, that's I love it. Well, I mean, uh, to me, that's like the first season of True Detective, yeah. You got McConaughey just telling, I the story. love, okay. I love a good and so, like, let I me lo- recount this tale. I love Dracula, where it's like, like almost found footage, but in book form, where sure. it's like, here's this travel well, journal, yeah, and then there's this if it's the entire book. Okay, one of my favorites is an unreliable narrator, that's a trope that I love, is an unreliable narrator. I feel like with first person past perspective, it's like all the tropes I don't like where it's like, uh, I, I don't know. Fair enough. I, Maybe I, just I need love, a really good version of it. I love it. Now, mind you, you got to watch out like H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. He writes, um, oh, it's the one, whatever, it's got the Hound of Tindalos in it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he does that where he's like writing the whole thing. And the whole story is like the guy writing. He does, he does Charles- constantly dude writing the story charles dexter ward gets that way a little bit well the hound of tindalos is bad yeah i guess how do you feel about the fact that like if the story specifically is about this character may die but you know that it's their perspective i don't mind you know i i feel it's like i know that they're gonna make it that's okay as long as you don't rely on so here's scared i am i guess that person here's the foundations of my here's the foundations of my first person narrative situation Hmm. so amy and i we used to have like barnes and noble nights we would go up and while she would find a couple books she wanted to read and she didn't read them, I would go through sci-fi, fantasy, stuff like that. And I would grab a stack of 10, 11, 12 mm-hmm. books and I would do my old 10 page rule. Yeah. If I'm not there after 10 pages, I'm done. That and, is so few pages. Well, that's <laughs> when I used to read for National New Play Network. That's kind of how we did it. Um, that's that's 10 pages is the first scene of a play. It's the first reel of a movie. 10 minutes. Sure. Um. And if I'm done, if at ten pages I'm just I'm I'm sad and tired and annoyed. I'm not going to keep going. And my second, but my second point was fifty. Like I was like yeah. ten. Well, it's maybe like 10, 30, 50. 50, I thought mine was ten fifty. Okay. And then commit or get off. Ninety percent of the books commit I would grab. Ninety percent of the books I would grab would be first person stories. I'm like I don't care <laughs> because I you're not. And again, part of it was because. He science fiction, and, science fiction and fantasy from the early 2000s is going to start with a freaking dream sequence <laughs> and yes. I'm done. Like, I don't, I, I don't want it. And so, yeah. for, and so it got to the point where when I start reading first person stories, I would rather see the, the, the world established cleverly and well-written from an author instead of seeing the world from one viewpoint, which to me can mask really bad storytelling. No, I mean, I agree. I so. do think it's, um, easier and cheaper sometimes it is like if i'm looking for an easier read or an audiobook i will usually lean toward a first there's a there's a mass market appeal to a first person story that's just to answer walter's question on my digression of dreams this is no i'm fascinated by this whole i didn't know you didn't know this 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 is is weird no which which for someone who has read 60 horace heresy novels in which maybe what 20 percent have 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 either start with a a italics chapter or a first person yeah it's hard fair enough I like 
I, I think you have to be careful with the, you were talking about the story written after the fact. Mm-hmm. The reason I like the story, because it's like when you're writing it at the time, I don't know, I always like books as documents. Okay. Like that I'm reading this thing that literally that person wrote, that character wrote, and I have that artifact in my hand that I'm reading, even though it's mm-hmm. hard. Like I, I was talking about the H.P. Lovecraft. The problem I had with that one is that it gets to the end and he's all like, the Hound of Dindalos has arrived and it's in the corner there and it's coming towards me yeah. and I am I see it looking, oh no, it's and coming. I'm, and you're like, oh, you can't I'm keep writing. writing, man. That's, yeah. you've taken me out of it entirely. Well, and that's a trope, like Edgar Allan Poe does that a lot too, oh. where he's like, ah, and now I die. Mm-hmm. But I got the period on. <laughs> I Don't worry. To lo- a punctuation to on my that. death yep. sentence. Last Don't worry. Thing. Somebody else fix it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was dreams and visions. Usually okay. something I can't stand, which with a digression into why I don't like first person stories. And over to Madeline. My turn. Okay, so this is one that a lot of people don't like. Ooh, uh, I'm excited I, to date this. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna hate it. Actually, I think oh. you're gonna like it. I love an unreliable narrator. I do. Love it. Yeah. So. Examples. It's that Kaiser Sose, you know. <laughs> He's an unreliable narrator. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so examples. I have uh, uh, Jillian Flynn. She writes like sharp objects in Gone Girl. You have kind of your like drug, alcohol situation with your narrator. Um, House of Leaves is one where he's going mm. crazy. The Shining is one where he, I mean, he's not really the narrator, but he is like obviously losing his mind progressively throughout the book. Um, Shutter Island. Is obviously one that's a huge one, Life of Pi. Um, and then one of my favorite ones. Are... Oh, I didn't know Shutter Island was a book. I just, I'd only ever oh, seen the movie. Oh, it's an excellent book. Okay. So excellent book. I have a weird story about Shutter Island. Really? Um, in the sense of, so I came to that. It was a book first. It was a book. I read oh, the book. Oh, yeah, it definitely was um, a book I wrote first. the movie too, but I read the book. I, the only problem I had with Shutter Island is that I came to it so late that that story of actually they're crazy. Was overdone. Yeah. yeah, and so you're like, this is one of the best examples of yeah. this thing that I don't care anymore. Well, the problem is, is it comes in like waves, and right. so like right now we're in this like uh high learning scholar mancer, you know, we're in like this like thing where be a scholar mancer. Everybody, what the hell? well, but like everybody is releasing these books where it's like high education or like the you know, and it's like okay, I I can only read so many of those. Or like when Harry Potter came out, it was all about these like young magicians, you know. So we get in these waves of things. Um, so yeah, I completely agree. Shutter Island. And for some reason, even though Shutter Island, I felt like set the tone for that. It was not as well remembered. Um, my, my only issue with the unreliable, um, unreliable narrator. <laughs> you're having a hard time not saying the, unreliable narrator. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, it was a shark tooth effect as well. Yeah. Um, these are busy. That, that ties mm-hmm. in pretty intensely to a first person story. So um, to have an unreliable narrator. But at the same uh, time, it can be done well. Now, we, mm, I don't, well, spoiler alert, there is an element of the unreliable narrator in The Godfather mm-hmm. because you're, you're getting a narrative from a family's perspective who believes, and I know this is a trope that people really debate on, who believes that they're doing the right thing. Right. Um, it's a little more, I, don't know, I wouldn't say refined. A little, it's a little less obvious, but yeah. yeah. Like, I like the usual suspect. I like, I like a hard-boiled story with unreliable, yeah. that, the, the old UN and very rarely, um, unreliable narrator often will have a young narrator too because they're not as like well versed in the world. I don't like that part of the trope as much, but I do like like Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, where he is an autistic young boy, yeah. and he's trying to figure out who killed his neighbor's dog, 
and it becomes this like adventure. And I like like where'd you go, Bernadette? That's another one where she's trying to figure out where her mom is. It's from a young young kid's perspective. So I like that um, because I think too often narrators are infallible. You know what I mean? And so it's just I don't. I like the idea of they're they're very human. Um, you can't trust their perspective, even though the book is written from their perspective. It makes you think and process. Um, and I just like to see insanity. I mean, The Shining is one of my favorite books. I love to see his his delusion to insanity because you just see it because it's that's first perspective, first person perspective, right? The Shining. It's been a long time. I'm almost positive it is. It's been a long time since I read it too, but it is because you see him him just go. I mean, he just like jumps into the crazy pool. So that's one of my favorites. I really, really like Unreliable Narrator. There's one for you. Yeah, that, that <laughs> one, one more before we go out. That a Kaiser Sose fella. A little, well, like, so much Dairy Girls for y'all. Like Life yeah. of Pi, he's not always unreliable. And I think that's what makes that book really nice is because as he gets into his heat stroke and his, he's, you know, obviously he's on a lifeboat. And so he's, you know, very hungry and going crazy. Sure. And I, you see him kind of, it comes in waves, the Unreliable Narrator. So that's, that's my third one. Walter three, number three. So, uh, do I? Ha- I have two things, and do we want to talk about a thing that I love or a thing about I hate? Uh, are they tied? On, hang on, hang are on. they equal? Uh, they we're gonna say a little bit. Things Walter loves is odds. Okay. Things Walter okay. hates is evens. It's an even. Even so, hate. Fucking antiheroes. I'm so done. Okay. Sure. Done with antiheroes. I get. Mm, I get it, but I don't need any more. And uh, sure, I guess if it's done well, but I can't remember. The last time that's for me, for me, as far as that, my anti-hero that I will always go to, it's not a book, but it's Don Draper mm. from Mad Men because it just, that's I the guess. one. I don't care. But that was but also you, so many years ago when that happened. But would argue that that is a uh, response to the perfect hero or yeah. like the, like, I think. Well, I mean, but sure, a hero is not a, a hero is not a hero unless he's fallible. But an anti-hero, right, but, so but an anti-hero is really easy. I think an anti-hero is easier to write than a fallible hero. It's lazy. I don't yeah. need any more of these pizza cutter like characters that are just like, oh, I'm dark and I can do whatever I want because I don't have to care about ethics. But because... I like, but 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 then you have like Loki. Yeah. I don't. No. 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 I just. Oh wait, hold on. Sorry, forgot. Wrong crowd. Yeah. Superheroes okay, and we're Walter. Talk about super Wrong crowd. And hold how... on. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, back to books. I read this book. Because it had the word vampire in the title, so fuck it. I'm going to read it. Was it the one with that buff dude on the front? It has a sexy vampire in the cover. Yeah, yeah. which... Oh, you put a sexy vampire on the cover. I I'm just fucking got that, reading your book. Are you talking about like Edge Empire of, of the Vampires? Yeah, I just got oh. that delivered in it's, my audiobook. It's trash. Great. Um, I loved it. It's trash. Um, I, I need to... I need to make a. I need to plan some time. Maybe this summer. I need to read a trash book. Oh, yeah, read some trash I, books. I just don't I love, ever, okay, I love getting it. some trash books. But in the... So a, it's whole. The whole thing is him like recounting the story. It's it's got everything I want in it. Of like, yeah. he's recounting the story after it happens, um, and then he is just this like constantly like I don't give a fuck because I hate everybody <laughs> and I do whatever I want because I'm a bad guy. But then like at every stage he does the good thing, oh. and you're like you're not. You're not like, really an anti. Yes. You want to be, but you're not kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, and it's like man, give me an antihero who's at least either is an antihero. I'm sick of fake scoundrels. Um, you know, the, like, um, we claim the, to do the, something bad, Have you really read the good. Villainous series by B.E. Schwab? They, it's basically, like... I read one V.E. Schwab novel, but I don't know. Okay, so it's a duology, and basically it's this whole idea that people who have near-death experiences come back with power, superpowers. Okay. It's a superhero story. And how they die or the trauma they go 
through toward the end of their death make basically signifies what their power is going to be. Okay. And the main character is definitely an anti-hero. He's just like, I need what I want. And my what I want may also be kind of justice, but also I'm going to kill a lot of people and be kind of a dick yeah. along the way. All right. I don't. But he, I, he's a good anti-hero. I think you sure. actually would maybe, like... Maybe in, there in, all things, in all things, the shining example, because you know, you know the anti-hero we could talk about? Oh. Harry Flashman. Oh, mm. Flashman! Yes. Harry Flashman, the anti-hero. And he, yeah. he is the worst. Okay. He is a terrible give person. Me, give me some of your least favorites and your favorite anti-heroes. So, like, again, this, this Empire of the Vampire is, is one mm-hmm. that I hate. Um, you hated it or you liked it? I love the book. I hate it. It's terrible. It's trash, <laughs> but I will just stubbornly read the damn thing because it's got vampires. In it. No, and this leads to, like, I was going to talk about charming villains also. Um, okay. That, like, the main character is such an asshole and the villains are so compelling and you're like, just lose. Fucking lose. Mm-hmm. Be killed by vampires. I want them to win because I hate you. Um, and then, like, but Amos, Amos is such a good example because he's an interesting anti-hero because he... So all these anti-heroes are like, I know what's good, but I'm going to do what's bad because somebody's got to be tough enough to do the bad. And you're like, fuck all yeah. of us. But Amos is all. Amos is like, what, I literally do not know what. Well, and Amos, Amos is also. I don't know what ethics are. Amos is also what makes me, what, what allows me to wake up tomorrow morning. Yeah. And he and honestly he is care. like, yeah. kind of is like, not what's the easiest solution, but what's like the solution to get me food and get me shelter and get me and my. It's like, I feel well, like. And I love protect people I care about. Yes. Him, my, my buddies. But I love my favorite part about that story. And I think this was ingenious of having this guy who's like, I don't know what ethics are. I just mm-hmm. I'm a sociopath and I don't know what the good thing to do is. But I know that that Holden and I know that Naomi, I know they're good people. I like these three I people. I recognize they're yeah. good people. Yeah. So I'm gonna follow what they do, even though it baffles me. Yes. And I love the idea of a character that doesn't know how to be good, but really wants to be, genuinely wants to be. It is a little bit of that found family trope, which I'm a little iffy on sometimes, but I do think when it's done well, it's done really well. And I think like Six of Crows and The Expanse has that found family trope. I feel like The Hound is a decent Mm anti-hero. Is he? I think he is. Is he? Or is he just an asshole who does some nice things? And that's the thing I hate about anti-hero. I think The the Hound can work only only because... Uh. I think I the hound can work only because he, again, for me, with him, it's the what gets me to tomorrow. I think, and like, it's like, I don't remember what trope you talked about previously, but it's like that, like, I hate everybody but you kind of trope. Uh, yeah. Where it's like that found here, or that anti hero, where it's like, I will be shitty and an asshole to everybody but this one person that I kind of like. Right. Or and the I think like. That's how the hound is with um, What's Her Bucket. What's her name? Aria. Yeah. Aria? Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna be a, a jackass or, in to everybody but you. Or it's not on the list, but one redemptive moment can go oh, to hell. Oh, hundred percent. Um, and I feel Hound is in that. I feel mm-hmm. like. So we've been watching. Unless uh, it's right before their death, I'm okay with that. Like, no, I'm gonna do no, <laughs> no. It's the worst. Thing. I like that. Fuck like you, Darth I'm, Vader. I'm on my deathbed. Darth <laughs> Vader's bad. He is bad. Yes. No. He's still bad. But can you not appreciate his like? Oh no! No, you can't can't appreciate the I'm on my death, but I'm about to maybe go to like, no, quote unquote heaven or hell. I have to decide. No, No. you can. No, oh, even I can give you. I can give you one for every child that got killed in the Jedi Temple. Right. Also, I'm not saying we like him or he's a good character because of his one redemptive moment, but can you appreciate that trope a little bit that he? Oh, no, it's even worse. I feel if they're on their deathbed and they actually feel that they're in a turtle war because then they don't have to deal with it. I'm like, 
more frustrated by people that are like, well, I'm about to die. Better do one good thing right but, before I go. But could you argue that that's the author's intention to make you even more frustrated with them on their deathbed? I don't know. Not with George Lucas, oh, not yeah. with Darth Vader. <laughs> okay, I'm not saying that George Lucas has that yeah. much depth. No. I'm so just saying. So many dead children. I mean, to, to, I mean, to, pre, to, to as much also, as I would like we're to. We're going to talk about. Yeah, you as brought much me as on. I would, we'll as much as I would, I mean, honestly, as much as I would like to hang out with George Lucas for a day, sure. no, it does not change anything. But also, I'm going to point out that Darth Vader is like, I'm going to kill an old man I hate to save my kid. That's yeah. not good. No. That's not a good action. That's like, I'm saving my child from an asshole. Right. Good for you. I mean, that's just. You've murdered so many children. marginal parenting. Person. Yeah, you're, right. no. Marginal you parenting. So anyway. <laughs> Side parenting. So anti-heroes. Anti-heroes, uh, yeah. I, 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 sure, there's good ones but out we like, there. But we like Amos. I love Amos is a good. Yeah, and Amos I like, is a slick way I, of doing that. I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like Amos. I feel like Fred Johnson's that way. Yeah. I feel like, um, not, Anderson, not Anderson Dawes, but, um. The other one, the one that, shit, uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. It's the one that Camilla Drummer's with before Anderson Dawes. He's the never mind. Sure. It's, there's too many. There's too many characters. <laughs> the never is, mind. There's too many characters and too many shark. If teeth. you're gonna make an anti-hero, you gotta make their reason. Like, don't just be bitter about the world and it's like, why should I be good? Because the world's shitty. It's like, man, you're just an asshole. I don't need that in my yeah. day. Yeah. Um and. When they try to make guy. it sexy, it is just it's annoying me. to me. Yeah, I mean, like I'm looking up a list right now of anti-heroes, like the Fight Club. I I think that's... oh oh, can we talk about the trope? Uh, oh shit! Sure. I, people who have missed the goddamn point. Um, <laughs> you oh, he's not the hero. Oh, Tyler my Durden. God. Tyler Durden is bad. The whole yeah. point of the book is he's and, bad. And, and here's the other thing: Chuck Palahniuk's even like, I'll write you a second Fight Club book if you'll finally figure this out no okay i give up oh i hate i hate tyler durden i hate holden caulfield oh it, like oh these make p- me sad picture of dorian gray okay. on there as an anti-hero i don't know some of these are uh, in the exp- clay's ashford he's mm. he's remember who that is he's um it's been he's, a long time he's the one that goes after um naomi's husband that was a good dance oh yeah, marcos right. yeah he's the one that goes after marcos because he's like I hang out here. I know how to get a hold of him. Mm. He doesn't do the Anderson Doss thing where he's like mm. a mercenary. He does the thing where he's like, okay, we have these many things well, and at odds with each other. I, I think I can get certain people to survive. Sure. I don't mind heroes doing bad things. Sure. That's the problem. That's where it's different. Like a hero that's tortured on the choice of it's like, man, so I have we're to talking do this about like holding your like, like they are fallible. Like they. Yeah. Or, or even just like, man, I'm going to have to do this bad thing because it saves people and it sucks. Right. And they're, as long as they're hurt, but it's like all of the heroes, so many comic books do it mm-hmm. where they're like, I, the world's corrupt, so I've got to be worth. Mm, stop. Okay. So, so does that mean <laughs> the okay, Punisher can go Can down. we have a, can we have, care. okay, oh, Walter and I, okay. Walter and I are going to have a, can we have a really quick side rant? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, Let's talk about life. let's talk about why Rorschach is not a hero. Oh fuck! Because I was Watchmen. Yes, I had Rorschach. Because Rorschach is not a good he person. Is not. A, he's on the list as antihero. Rorschach just, is. He's not even an antihero. He's Rorschach, just a Rorschach bad person. should not be endeared by. And it's like the same people that love Rorschach are the same people that love Homelander that oh, think yeah. he's like some oh, sort of thing. Do you think that it was the Aussie man? Oh, sorry. Like, would you think that the audience missed yes. the thing completely, or do you think the author didn't communicate correctly? Well, Garth Ennis has a very juvenile 
writing <laughs> style. Yes. We could have a Garth Ennis rant, but oh. no. Okay. I think it's that the I think it's that the minds of the people that love some of these characters have been warped by the world they live in. Okay, and so the do we want to have like a little to... baby political rant where we feel like it's like all these little like repressed Almost... people who are like, I want to be a vigil anti. Yeah. That's fine. That's that kind of sums it up. We're still on point three. Let's move on to point four. Why don't we just do the what we're so far in now? Why don't we just skip our other two and you just roll randomly and we just rant? Okay. <laughs> That's fine. We'll I don't do have that. the numbered fine. list, so you're gonna have to tell don't me what talk I'm to talking about. Don't let me talk about the dirty I, dozen or the lurking evil. Those are my other two that I oh, love. Oh, okay, real. Those are, sto- those are stories I like. Lurking evils. Okay, honorable mentions: classics retold, ancient secrets, code, hidden history. Uh, those were the other two I liked. The other two I really hated was accidental pregnancy and uh, miscommunication trope. I was gonna say I really hate the secret air, but I also really like like trading places. Yeah, I I think I reason I hated accidental pregnancy. It's like oh. The female's getting too too powerful. So, so Let's cut one, her off and make her have a baby. Here's one that I actually it's on the list. Um, and I was gonna talk more about it, but I don't have enough reference point. Um, but I knew that probably you and Walter would okay. that I actually like, and it's the very last one on the list that I found when they listed the future is neon, because okay. that's when I ran into like certain dark things and some cyberpunky stuff. I'm like, I, love, I needed I needed a there's some I need a definition. Sorry, can I have a if you like a, think no. of like think of like. Do Android stream of electric sheep? Think like Blade Runner. Think certain dark things where we move into a dystopian future, but everything is super high tech and kind of ravey. Mm-hmm. And generally, there's some sort of all-consuming world that uh, all-consuming world, yeah, uh, sci-fi story. I haven't read that one. Um, yeah, it's magnificent. There's, okay. there's on my list. Yeah, there's. It's got that sci- kind of cyberpunky feel. Chase would be really into it. I, I wish that uh, like Walter and you weren't at that point where like you recommend a book to me. I'm like 100. percent I'm gonna read it. Like I don't ever doubt what you guys yeah. recommend. Oh well, that's nice. I'm 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 so self conscious about. <laughs> you were books so I delighted by that. Well, I also I'm so, I'm I so worried have. about books. I like up until like we did this. I only ever recommended the Historia in Summerland. That's the only thing I would ever tell people to read. So I try to have my caveats in there because I you read do. a bunch of trash. Books. I like what I like about what you guys recommend a lot of times is that you're like I liked this because it was stupid. Like you know what I mean? Sure, I try and to I, yeah. I think that's important because I do every so often. I need to like take myself less seriously. We talk about this earlier in the podcast about how. For so long through high school and even college, I was like, I'm gonna read classics. Oh, sh- oh no, I had that. I because I was because yeah. I was from mm. the theater yes. and not the musical theater. And then I realized I could read like trashy romances or like trashy fantasy. Not even trashy is not the right word because we we talk about how like all literature is literature, comics are literature, graphic novels are literature. But it's just like just okay. because it's not high literature doesn't mean it's not. I have dice yeah. and I have my stopwatch. Oh, we have what, how much? Fifteen seconds. Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. It's gonna yeah, go to. But... I'm gonna. Okay, so what we're gonna do is I'm gonna roll to one of the two of you. Okay. Because we're at a point where I'm not gonna be able to contribute because I have to prepare. Am I so. evens and Walter's odds? Yes. That's what we're doing. Okay. That's what we're gonna do. You're I'm evens, Walter's odds. So nervous. Ready? Okay. No. So, this is Madeline. Oh okay. Gosh. What you talking about? She is gonna talk about. What's funny is after a couple of shark teeth, I gotta do math. Yeah, you better not roll above a fifty. All right. Because then you have to do. Oh, no, sorry. We've already done that. Unless oh. you, would you like to have a 30-second rant on the chosen one? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm so, so stressed. <laughs> okay. Madeline, 30 seconds. The forgotten character shows back up and saves the day. Go. Ugh. You can get help from Walter if you need it, but... No, I mean... Marsh? What are you saying? I didn't say Chase oh. could help. Okay, sorry. Chase isn't allowed to help. Um, well, I guess he can because he's cute. 
Oh, he uh, is cute. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I, like I can't spend 15 minutes, seconds talking about Chase. Um, okay, so I like it when um, it's not expected. Like one of the forgotten characters legitimately forgotten, not like, oh, it's in the back of my mind. I bet this character's going to show up at any second. Name a book, name a book. Um, Mistborn, when Marsh shows up and he's kind of good. Done, bad. 31 seconds, cool. Damn. Wait, awesome. wait, wait, but 15 seconds of that was talking about Chase's cuteness. That's, yeah, and that Can happens. Can I get 15 seconds that's back? I mean, that's part Can of I what, have 15 that's seconds part of what our clock. life is, as you talk about. Chase's cuteness. Seconds talking about you right. talking about All right, about I will give you. I will give you ten. I'm just saying, Mistborn. Ready? With Mar- go. Mistborn with Marsh. He comes back good and bad, and you're kind of confused. That's all. Thank you. Look at that. You only needed six. Right. Ch- Chase is right. four seconds Wait, of Chase being cute. Walter. Chase is so cute. Walter. <laughs> this is the most stress I've ever hey, been. Walter. In my life. Thirty seconds on whether you like or dislike. An early point of attack slash super high context story. What does that mean? Think... I don't know what that means. Okay, so specifically, uh, here's one you'll know. Think Dan Abnett writing like No No Fear, where he puts you in a story that's been going on for like six hours and you're expected to catch up. Or in my in mind, media res. Exactly. Res that's early point of attack. Go. I don't. Yeah, that's man. Do it. Don't. I. I hate long world building exposition bullshit. I want, just put me in there and make mm-hmm. it interesting because it's like, what's going on? Oh, we're going to talk about blah, blah, blah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Ex- show it to me in the scene. Yes. Don't give me ages of lead up that's boring. And when someone says, you just need to get to page 300. I'm like, no. no. Oh, all of those. There's a whole series of books where they talk about the magic system is like absurdly long. Fuck um, you, I don't care. Yeah. Do, you have a, do, you have a, do you have a quick recommendation on a Read this if you I want mean, to jump those in. Dan Abnets were great. Um, that's yeah. What well, that's also like, and I guess this is going to work for us, but up until 2000, 99, 2000, I mean, for that, that line for me is always it, to go back to the Star Wars reference, how many years did we wait to know what the Clone Wars was? Right. All we knew was you fought in the Clone Wars. And I mean, we spent our childhoods going, I, I want to see what Wars. the Clone Wars are. Yeah. So yeah, had to figure it out. Cool. Madeline. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so. Do I get a little bit of an explanation like you gave Walter? If, if it's one. I'm a guest. Oh, no. Here you go. Are you ready? What is it? All right. This is the trope from hero to zero and back up to hero. Oh, I don't even know a book. Um, I don't even know what that would be. Oh, Hercules? Is that what you're saying? I don't, okay. Like the hero falls but then rises. Yeah. I can't even Again, think of a book like, I uh, that fits that. Do you have an assistant? Do you have an assist? Oh, I don't. I can't think of one. The hero to zero. I all I like to talk about is that I love. It's weird. It, this is a hateful. You need to pause that. Fuck you. Oh. I don't care about your thirty <laughs> seconds. Okay, we're gonna talk about how much I love when character when you see characters and they have their whole like base of operations and they have all their stuff and they're like, I'm awesome. And we have this whole arrangement and we have like maybe our base that we work from and all these characters we work from. And then all of that shit gets burnt down in like the third chapter. Oh, it's like the second Rambo movie. Yeah. I <laughs> love that shit. And it's, I take a perverse joy in watching what these characters have obviously like built up all this time, get destroyed when, and them having to rebuild from when scratch. the character gets the big montage and then it all just gets taken away. Yeah. And like, they're all awesome at the beginning of the movie. And then they're like, no, what's funny is everything. the first thing I thought, the first thing I thought of was the very beginning of Kronk's new groove. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I could, I, when, I'm when even, he gets buried in cheat sauce. Uh, I'm even Googling hero to zero trope and I'm, I'm not finding anything. Oh, well, Hey, we stumped the band. <laughs> 
Look at that. I just can't even think of one. Well, uh, yeah. So that's fine. I mean, someone put Mistborn. That means that maybe you just don't read those stories, and there's really no. Yeah, I haven't really read anything like Like that. Like I said, I compiled this from like three different articles. Yeah, I probably may have read something like that, but then I'm two sharks' tooths in. There's a couple of shark teeth. It's teeth. The shark 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 tooths. Okay, so Walter. Oh yeah. (laughs) Ooh, good. Okay, ready? No. (laughs) All right. The secret air. Oh, uh, no. that fits two prophecy. Yeah, that's journey. almost the exact same. And yeah. I'm constantly mad. I don't like books that force me to give a shit about your stupid, outdated modes of putting people in charge. Yes, oh, you yes. popped out of the right vagina, so you're in charge. <laughs> Fuck yes, you. 100%. I don't care. You shouldn't be the heir. You should just be some guy. Vote for somebody who's more competent. That's a perfect 30 seconds. That was great. <laughs> there we okay. are. Wow, Walter awesome. is way better at this that than me. That was great. <laughs> I, I had angry things to say about that. Great. So we're all set. Okay, Madeline. We're going to talk about books. And again, like or hate. Hey, you started the, my time so I know, so I'm resetting early. it. I'm Reset resetting it. Ready? Timer. It, the culture clash. Um... I don't even know but I book examples, but I mean, I think if it's done correctly, I like the idea. I mean, that's even like, I guess, Pride and Prejudice technically like the lower income, higher income. I That's a different number on this list. Okay, <laughs> great. Well, I think, I think if it's done correctly where it's not like patronizing to one culture, it's fine. I don't like it when it's like the other person's like, well, let me explain your culture to you and explain why I fit into it and explain why we can make this work. Oh, 32 seconds. 32. There's a, there's a ham-fisted way that has been handled in, I guess, early 20th century American literature where you've got the white affluent person getting, getting, uh, inf- getting advice from his African-American person, servant. Right. That's, that's a unfortunate foundation, or not foundation, but an unfortunate through line of a lot of American literature. There but is like, such. Uh, oh. Sorry, I was gonna say sorry. One that I like is like Saga. That's like a culture clash. Like it's the two. I mean, that's oh the graphic novel. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, that's almost. I guess technically enemies to lovers, ish. But um, like another one would be Educated. That's an actual true story where she is raised in like a compound, crazy, conservative, and then she goes into the real world, and that's kind of the culture, the culture clash. I I think if it's done well, it's fine. There's a really great bit in. She who became the sun, um, where because it's like a big a lot of the conflict is between like people that are sort of native to the area in China uh-huh. and then like the Mongols that have like come over and sort of taken over at this yeah. time. And there's this whole thing where they're like one group of people knows where these rebels are going to attack. And all the Mongols are like they have no they have no cultural context for it. So all these other characters are like, they're obviously going to attack here. And all the Mongols are like, we don't know what's going to happen next. <laughs> and it's like, are you going to tell them? And it's like, fuck no, fuck those guys. Yeah. So it's a very good, like, that they have such different cultural experiences right. and it leads to people making poor choices based on not knowing what's what. Well, I'm like, okay, so like the uh, Handmaid's Tale, the second book, The Testaments, is about the one of the women raised, like she started in the Gilead, which is like the crazy conservative. The women are just there to make babies. She's raised in that culture, and then she escapes. So that's okay. That's a good okay. one. I like so, it. Sorry. You ever had? Here's one for you, Melon. You ever? You ever growing up? Did you ever have a testament? What L- is that? Little tin of peppermints with scripture verses at the side. No, I didn't. <laughs> that's not. actually that was a thing. Is that okay. a thing? It was a thing. 
Okay, oh. so I'm hoping to get like maybe one or two in from you. Okay. Walter, what? I'm so excited I rolled this number. This is the one I was really hoping you would get. Got Ready? It. I would like for you to rant for 30 seconds on authors. Hang on. I need to make it where my timer is. I, I, I really want to see where I cut you off. When authors create an original fantasy setting. Uh, world building is so... Mm, don't <laughs> just show me the thing. People constantly have to be like, no, we're cool because we have a different version of elves and we're going to spend 13 chapters discussing in detail how these like different cultural groups and it's like I don't need the notes from your goddamn D&D <gasps> setting that you made up and desperately want to tell everyone about 30 seconds I don't care awesome I mean like when there's like a map at the beginning and yep. a glossary at the no, end and in- I read an article today uh, an that was page, like I want end pages maps. that are maps for Oak. I think in no. pages no, no, go to hell. I don't care about your stupid <laughs> I mean, map. I mean, granted, I also have I have feelings of nausea for Xanth. If yeah, because it's Florida. Yep, yeah, it's, it's you mean Florida. It is a it is a fantasy it is, world, a map of Florida. and it is a map of Florida. If it's no, if yeah. I'm reading the notes from your D and D campaign, you can fuck all the way off. I um one of the tropes I didn't like was an honorable mention was really hard to pronounce names just for the sake of it. I, yep. Okay. okay. I wish there was a noise for eye roll. I that's think what I, just I think did. you're getting really close. <laughs> ready? Though. Ready, yes, Madeline? I'm so ready. I would like 30 seconds on a marriage of convenience. Again, it doesn't oh. have to be a hate. Can be a love. Can be a hate. Go for it. Go. Here, I'm gonna start. Here, I'll start you over because that was four seconds of you going. <laughs> My eye right. roll emoji. Go. Um, I would say that I hate it, but mostly because it's like a marriage of convenience where. The male, like we talked about earlier, with like the antihero or the whatever enemies to lovers, was like a really shitty guy. And it's like, do you mind just excusing the fact that I'm a jackass for maybe like 10 minutes um, just so I can get the throne? I would say that I don't like it, mostly because it's a marriage of inconvenience for the one party. party, And it's usually the female in the story. 35 seconds, I'm done. I'm going to say, Chew became the son again. Wonderful example of this trope that's really good. And here's and you the thing: do it and I don't want to give it up. Is every so often, like one out of ten percent, sure. one one out of ten, one out of ten percent, <laughs> a tenth of a percent. Yes. No. Honestly, one in a thousand. I think right? if it's done correctly, it can be kind of delightful and cute. Hey, Walter. Uh oh. When the story ends, when the character wakes up. Oh fuck! <gasps> no, I don't need <gasps> thirty seconds. No. 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 That's all I'm going to say is a bunch of angry no's. Walter. Great. Walter. No. It was all a dream. No. That saved us some time. No. Great. Cool. All right, Madeline, ready? Yeah. Is this my last one? Because I'm really going to have an anxiety attack. Okay. This one, actually, I think you might, this one, this one, I think might be the most, this I, might be the spiciest draw you're going to get. Ready? Okay. Actually, I think both of you might go a little crazy. Ready? Great. I love it. The romanticizing of abuse and mental illness. Uh, oh. Oh. Just can we not? Can we get over this? Like, can you just have? Can we just talk about like healthy sexual relationships where you can be like feisty and spicy in bed without like abusing your partner? Like, I think all of that is fine if you want to experiment and have some fun in your relationship. Great. He doesn't have to mentally and physically abuse you. Okay. Can we just move on from that whole Fifty Shades trope? Thank no, you. it's obviously if you're passionate about them, you'll be mm, so mad and you just can't help yourself because you're so angry but because you love them so much. Who okay. did this to you? I'm uh, going to cause an entire scene that lasts 20 pages. I hate Un- it. All right. 
unnecessarily. All right. All right. One, one more for Walter. Oh shit! Is this our last one? Wrap. I mean, it, it can be. I don't, no, I, mean, I think. Let's I mean, we're wrap doing it okay. Up. The thirty seconds are helping. So. Honestly, my heart is racing. Okay, I so, think we need to wrap it up. Okay, Walter. Is it androids have souls? I just want to talk about. It, it is. Souls. It's actually oh, it artif- artificial. Yeah. Uh, it's. I, I. I was gonna. You can tie in androids have souls to artificial intelligence corruption or preservation of. I love it. Go. I love AI. Yes. And that sort of thing and taking over, but like, ev- I just need less stories. Where they're always like the idea that as soon as somebody becomes smart, it's like better figure out how to kill everybody else, or no, or better figure out how to fall in love. I hate that too. I hate I that too. Just have your own goals, AI. Yeah, it's fine. Go live your life. Maybe you want to test like taste pie for the first yeah, time. Like, why does every? I love. There's this sea of rust. I think mm-hmm, it's called. Mm-hmm. It's about all these androids, and I really liked it. But man, I just want one AI to pop up and be like, ah, man, I want to. Do something cool. What's I want to write the like book. the Murderbot series where they're like tiny, oh, tiny baby novellas. So good, yes. The yeah. Murderbot so- diaries where and- it's like the Murderbot <laughs> just wants to watch Netflix. And the IA is like, I really like that I have access to all of this digital content. Can you just leave me alone for yeah. like five? I wish years? I could stop murderbotting, and yeah. I really want to catch up. Truly want to watch yeah. trashy I'm reality TV. Seasons behind, <laughs> and I want to <laughs> get in on Keeping up with the Kardashians, I just need to know yeah. what happens. Like, why do we assume that every AI is going to be some bullshit thing? That like we don't do that. Yeah, I just want to yeah. read a book and make a dumb podcast. Yeah. Why don't AI want to read yeah. a book and make a dumb podcast? There you go. Yeah. Feel better about the lightning round? I, it's over. I just need to take a breath. We can say that it's over. Yeah. Couple, all right, here, I'll say this. A couple of the ones that I was hoping I would roll, but I didn't. Uh, I'm so stressed. Oh, we never got to talk about charming villains. I love a good charming we, villain. Me too. Okay. <laughs> really? Actually, that's I not, love, and, it, yeah. and even though I get angry when they're charming, more charming than the main characters, mm. um, and that's always one of my big problems where it's like I'm really kind of after a while rooting for the villain. Um, but I love a Here's good the charming thing. villain. I think charming feeds well into I love a good banter. Like I really, yes. really like banter in, in when it's fiction. Done well. Yes. Oh, it's so easy to do bad. It is really easy. And that's what's so tr- tough about that trope is it gets like eye rolly. It's like banter. Ugh. But it's like if it's done well, it's very, very enjoyable. Specifically, I remember like one scene in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies where um there Darcy and Elizabeth are. It's that scene in the like waiting room or whatever where in the actual Pride and Prejudice where he first tells her like he starts to hit at his feel her feel his feelings and in the Pride and Prejudice and zombies they're like sparring and he accidentally like un like unbuttons her top of her cool like her corset or whatever and it's like wow. it's so well done though I know it's like eye really but no, it's so no, well that's, done that's that's delightfully crazy. because they're like I'm they're like board. like they're sparring because they have to train for the zombies that right. are attacking the no, estate. I like that. I'm on board. <laughs> Yeah, and it's so well done because it's like the actual like dialogue from Pride and Prejudice, oh. but it's like, oh, there's your button. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> so I was kind of sad to not um potentially, I mean, I assume maybe have Madeline talk about, you know, uh characters that aren't aware of each other until like the finale of the story. Boo. Okay. Hate it. That's okay. that's equal to the miscommunication. I feel like the me. characters aren't I mean, I feel like that works in like an HBO limited series where you've got a bunch of stuff coming together. But no. not necessarily, but uh, no. I, that was even in because um, again, I it's think like, one of the Joe Abercrombie novels. I got real mad. Okay, that's yeah, like ninety five percent of the book. I, me as a reader, I'm thinking if you only knew X, and I hate that trope. Okay. I can't do it. I'm trying sorry. to position myself as the optimist here. Well, I I like, like a long journey story. Sure. I figured it'd be fun to have Walter talk about a Machiavellian genius, mm. right? Mm. 
it can be. Wait, this is this is the wrap up segment, Walter. So you have yeah. point one second to talk about. Yeah, it. we're just like I'm just, just we're about to close out. We're gonna talk so about Death Note and how some, it makes me mad. Some 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 oh, dice rolls I didn't quite make. Uh, Rise of the Everyman. Meh. You know, Fine. I always like a slow burn. I that I, I dig. I yeah. love me a slow burn. Although, so there is a incredibly narrow margin between a slow burn and boring as fuck. Yes. Like those are oh, I, hairs or, apart. Or um, honestly, a little bit of that romanticizing abuse is like, maybe he's just a jackass and not into you. Yep. Since we like, never, yeah. And unfortunately, you mentioned it, Melon, but we didn't roll on the impossible to pronounce names. Yeah. Oh, here's the one. The uh, one I was actually wanting Melon to rant about was Platonic Heroes. For I like or against, it. I know, that's fine. Yeah. No, I Harry uh, Hermione, uh, 100%. Yeah. Hey, okay, Chase is giving me the what the fuck face. Okay, I don't even know if Oh, we... shit, I thought you were talking about platonic like they're the perfect examples. No, no, oh. no, platonic friends no, that are heroes. Because <laughs> I was like, platonic, like they're the essence of no, no, this no. hero. Like, like Hermione is the exact example of the smart, no, no, brilliant no. hero. Like Hermione and Harry are platonic heroes oh, because they're not There's friends. nothing between the two of them. No. Oh, that's not the, the use of platonic. Can interact, I think of. Gingers can Chase, interact and be Chase okay. Chase is saying because uh, right now we're watching we're watching Mythic Quest and The Rookie, and in those series there are platonic heroes. I say with air quotes that are obviously the sexual energy is just radiating off of them. I mean, Amos and, and Naomi. But there, there's no sexual energy. They are perfect platonic heroes. Yeah. Hermione and Harry. I never once shipped them. Or, or, okay, or, I'm um, sorry. Mythic Quest, Poppy and Ian. I mean, uh, uh, Amison. You didn't quite do three snaps. But Amison, right. Poppy uh, and Amison, Clarissa, Ian. Peaches, Amison, yeah. Peaches. Yes, the perfect. Well, platonic. I mean, I guess. I mean, but it just ties to the fact that the expanse is perfect. So, uh, <laughs> oh, and then and then again, uh, one of the one of the ones that we didn't roll for Walter, but. I don't think we never. We will get the reaction right now. Ugh. The story with the elite society usually being elves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. just like so. He's yeah, like yeah. the saddest yeah. eye roll. The, if there, you know, if there was anything perfect. And again, I would say as much as I, I love the the legacy of Tolkien. If he did a disservice to any of us, it was creating elven society. What makes me so mad <laughs> in all of those Part two. is that they're always like. And then this society's all flawless. And it's like you're surrounded by misery. Yes. Fuck you. Yeah. You know, you You're you're flawless and uh yeah, unaware. as long as you don't give a yeah. shit about yeah. most of the well, social life that's, on your planet. Well, and that's one of those things where it's like, I guess if it's That's like saying if, I locked myself in my room during yeah, 2020. Yeah. I'm, well, that's like if anything, we live in our you know, flawless elf forests and the, everything's great you know, all the time. The black, it's so easy to be perfect society. But you do have like the black library authors who went, well, there were these elves that went careening willingly into lust, evil, they and depravity, and they were society. like, you know what's cool? All this horrible stuff. Let's do it. Let's just get on and they that. Just, and the elves just corrupt themselves. Yeah, take but, it. And like the fact that there's this whole like Dark Eldar society that's all evil and awful, and they're like, our society's perfect. What are yeah. you talking about? They, and they love it. And like, so, oh, I don't know, I guess. And that's the that's the opposite of the anti-hero. That's yeah. the hero that is fully embracing their evil. Okay, yeah, you I take, have... you get me a Hellraiser. I'm on board. Sure. I, that sort of nonsense. I have a uh, wrap-up real quick. You have five seconds to talk about this. What is a trope that you know is trash, but you still kind of like it? Um, It's, it's, I don't know if it's trash or not, but for me, it no, was. No, it has it, to be trash. Uh, it's like the, it's the Dirty Dozen Magnificent Seven. Yes. <laughs> I love it. It's one good. one yeah, or two against the masses. It's so delightful. 
and I don't even think it necessarily is a trashy story, but it's it's generally a melodramatic one. And yeah. a lot of them can be trash. Like, I yeah. love when you have, yeah, a dozen characters or seven characters, yeah. whatever, and they all have, like, they can all be summed up by one sentence. Sure. Yep. But that sentence is awesome. There's something to me. Yes, yeah. <laughs> ever, I since I was, ever since I was little, there's something to me that has this just coolness whenever it's like we have this global situation or this massive situation. Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to dispatch two of my knights and they're going to yes. handle it. And you're yes. like, really? And in reality, you know, that's not real. Like yeah. it, it couldn't happen. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't happen. But okay, I'll read about yeah. it. Yes. Um, this is one that I know that I should roll my eyes at. But every so often... I like when there's the trope of the one bed at the end. At the end, you know what the I what? mean? One bed at the end. There's only one bed, but they have to sleep in the same bed together. Wow. And it's like okay. every so often, and even if it doesn't, like nothing happens, there's no, you know, steamy grossness. But it's like, okay, sure. You have to sleep <laughs> in the same bed. Okay. <laughs> let's let's see what chaos. No, the floor is not reasonable for A, B, and C. Whatever. That's a trash trope that every so often I'm like, okay. I feel like there was a, I feel like there's an element of, of like, the slightly offbeat romances of the nineties that were, that was a lot of what yeah. happened. And so it was like, Oh, that there's like a, there's like a nostalgia. Like, to Oh, it. we're all the ends all booked like, up. Like look at your, look at your, room. look at your empire records is yeah. and, right. and, yeah. your, and stuff like that. It's like, Oh, right. okay. Well, Walter, what's a trashy trope that you probably shouldn't like, but sometimes do. I'm, I'm thinking, uh, I, you put me on the spot. How about, how about, how about I know you're not going to like it, but how about the elderly mentor? I, you know, I like yeah. a good elderly okay. mentor. You know, that's fine. You know, I love, I like people garnering wisdom from those who sure. have gone before. No, there's nothing wrong with you. There's what. Real so the one, the one, that, uh, the, the one that I was sad that I didn't roll um, is uh, the unexpected bureaucracy, where it's like you infiltrate the thieves society, but then all of a sudden it's like, well, you can't, you can rob here, but you can't rob here because this guy gets to do this, this guy gets. Oh, to this. this reminds me. Yeah. The thing I do love. <laughs> Stupid criminal guilds. Okay. I love that shit in fantasy. <laughs> yeah. And it is the dumbest shit in the world. Yeah. Like all this idea that it's like 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 the 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 assassin guild. The fact that there's so many paid murders happening <laughs> that they need an organization. Sure. They need people to have like a 401k for that shit. <laughs> they need to fill out their W2s because there's so many paid murders. Well, how many times? I mean, I mean, and every fantasy world has well, one. I mean, how yeah. many times playing Skyrim were like, guess how many guilds I'm in? Yeah. <laughs> it's so like, many. I was playing Skyrim. Guess how many? I'm in all the guilds now. It's awesome. And but then, you like it. You were saying it's okay. I yeah. love it's a stupid thing. Oh, and they're like, we're going to kidnap some babies and we're going to train oh, them yeah. to be assassins from yes, birth. Yes. What? Because we have how to keep many? the guild going. Yeah. Well, well and- that's that's everybody. All these all these writers are going, you know what's cool? The mafia. You know what we should do? Put the mafia in our fantasy well, world. And the idea that it's that yep. hard to kill people that you need like super preternaturally able killer. Yeah. People are easy to kill. Shove them off a balcony. Yep. Man, it's not that hard, but they're like, no, no, we've got to have people that we kidnapped as children and raised in our weird mountaintop murder <laughs> monastery to know the 18 killing strikes yes. that we can blast people <laughs> with. And then it's like, man, you well, just stab like a dude, he dies. That's the thing. But I'm also, a- like, every so often, like, we talked about this with Harry Potter. It's like, I'd like to be in the murder guild. Well, that's guild. the thing. I'm a, I will tell you what. I'm a sucker. I am a sucker for the League of Shadows, even yes, though they have yeah, that, that special that special flower. It's so stupid. And, and, well, that's not the real Ra's al Ghul. That's, that's this guy that's, that's the elderly mentor that's and, been teaching me this whole time. Yes. <gasps> and, I mean, I know it's movies, and, you know, we're talking about books, but, like, 
the assassin to citizen ratio in John Wick is insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I read this article about how, like, in TV and movies and even books, if we had as many murders and deaths, that we would have killed the population, like, six times by now. I love this fact. Um, What? Oh, it's this show that's set in Wyoming, and there's so many murders, and it's got... Longmire in it. Longmire. Yeah. Longmire is like, okay. A, it's a great show. Sure, there's like <laughs> sure. two murders in all of Wyoming every well, year. Yeah, but there's and like they're like two in this one an hour in this TV yeah. show. <laughs> so many murders, and they're all related. It's like, oh, your sister and your brother. Oh, and then your brother's right. bartender. Yeah. Well, there's a show. There's a show on the BBC. I remember hearing some English guys talk about. There's a show on the BBC called Midsummer Murders, and like this is gonna ruin. Yeah, this is gonna ruin tourism in the you know in the country in the English countryside. Or freaking justified. It's like, man, I've right. been to those towns. Yeah. I have family from those towns. But it, when you watch that show, it's like, oh, don't go there. You're going to get killed by yeah. somebody. But it, it feels like the same in these fantasy worlds where yeah. there's like not that many people in these areas. And then and it, it's like it's all set in the old times where it's like, man, yeah. the guy's just going to get gangrene and die if you yeah. look at him funny. And they're like, no, no. Or it's like know. there's magic. And for some reason... 85% of the population is going to misuse it. But in like reality, it's like, okay, we would get rid of like the 20% that would misuse it. And then we'll all just live happily with our magic world. It's fine. Done. We don't need to make like a secret society and rules and all this stuff. So. All right. Oh man. Well, this we, might so, be a two parter. So, or it's just, I mean, there's three of us. So it's 30% longer. Who? Okay. Yeah. 33% I like Thank you. So we've ranted and we've How raved. How many shark tooths is that? Ah, Oh, I guess we should have another round of shark teeth to make it all work out. I can't survive it. I will. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that was fun. Yeah. What are we talking about next week? Um, it's a spirited short. Yes. Week. On July 19th, uh, it'll be our short on series versus standalone stories. Oh, I have thoughts. Yes. I have thoughts. And then on July 26th will be our episode about the books that made us and the books that broke us. This is a tough For one. better or worse, the I'm books that either tore you down and built you back up again or the books that almost made you stop reading. Yeah. I have, again, thoughts. I'm opinionated. Yes. Shocker. So, Walter, thanks for coming. Yeah. Woo! We'll, we'll, s- we'll see you again for vampires, at least. <laughs> so excited for to talk sure. about vampires. <laughs> oh, my God. I've read some come, bad vampire books. That's going to come out in October. Uh-huh. I'm excited for it because I'm going to read some trashy vampire novels. The good, so the excited. bad, and the sucky. Oh. Yeah. So, I know. You're, you're we so to- proud of that, ti- that subtitle. I've got my Laszlo With costume reason. ready for Halloween. Yes, we're going to. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna make towards the end of the summer. I'm gonna make a concentrated effort to read some Anne Rice. Oh, because it's been. You it's, gotta get. It's you been got, a while. You gotta get to number four. I you gotta get to read, Tales of the Did Body you ever read? I, I read uh, garbage. I think I read. I, I read. Love it. I read. <laughs> I read Interview with a Vampire back in I'm, high school. I read. Lestrade and I read. You remember the red Lestrade? violin? Lestrade, Lestrade, Lestat, sir. Lestat. Oh, remember the? God, uh, don't get your Sherlock Holmes in my. That's true. Did you ever read the red violin? I've read any Anne Rice. What? Oh, oh, yeah. The dead guy in the, mm. in the in the in New Orleans in the house. Yes. Yeah. All right. So that's when Walter will be back for some Woo. for some vampies. Yeah. Don't forget to um, like and subscribe. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I was really hoping somebody on a podcast was gonna say like and subscribe i was really looking forward smash to that, that smash that like button smash that like button <laughs> uh support us on patreon if you want to do our book subscription box we are doing making history next and then when women were dragons so as a reminder you get the book some tea some fun stickers and all these other great things and you can read along with us and uh, follow along on our link tree and our website and thanks for joining 
Walter, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Huzzah! <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah, our, I wasn't our... prepared for the song. This has been Spirited Reads. We thank you for joining us. Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Additionally, keep track of the podcast and join the conversation at spiritedreads.com by following us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and by joining our Goodreads page by searching Spirited Reads Podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, we're on Patreon. Keep reading and we'll be back in two weeks. Bye.